Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back, creative people. It is Wednesday, March 29th, 2017, which means one, well, it means many things, but for this show, it means it is time for a new episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this show. Do want to let you know that we have uh, some amazing interviews coming up in the next couple of months. You guys are going to be extremely, extremely excited about some of the guests that I'm going to have on in the next two to three months. So if you haven't already, I wanted to do this at the top of the show this week. Please go on over to the podcast. Podcast, wherever you download and consume your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, hit that subscribe button so that way every time we release a new episode, which will be every single Wednesday morning, like you're getting and consuming this podcast episode now, you will be notified every time we release a new episode. I would like to give a shout out to our title sponsor, which is TubeBuddy, as it is every week. If you haven't already, guys, give TubeBuddy a shot. If you're looking for a tool, people ask me all the time, what's the number one tool you'd recommend for new YouTubers? Seriously, it's TubeBuddy. Uh, it's a free download for a browser plugin, and if you like the features, you can always pay uh, to the, the upgraded to the paid version, but I promise you guys, if you want to take your YouTube channel to the next level, please go on over and check out TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. I also do a podcast over there called TubeBuddy Express every Friday. It's a 8 to 10 minute actionable tip or strategy that you can use to improve your content creation here on YouTube or just online video in general. Uh, also want to let you guys know, if you leave us a review over on iTunes and I miss it, please let me know. Email me, dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at YTCreatorshub. Also, guys, would like to let you guys know, I'd love to answer your questions. So if you have any questions, find me on Twitter, ask them there. Also, you can uh, shoot me an email, ask me a question there. It really doesn't matter. We also have a way for you to call in. If you go to youtubecreatorshub.com, over on the sidebar, you click a link and and then record your question, and you may can be featured on a future episode. I uh, also have some roundtables coming up where I'm going to have multiple creators come on the show to talk about one specific YouTube topic. And if that's something that interests you, definitely, if you haven't already, go on over and subscribe. Uh, we'd like to let you guys know again that if you want to get shouted out on next week's episode, leave us a review, whether it be positive or negative. We're always looking to improve this show. So if you don't know what the show is, and you're wanting to start out on YouTube, grow your YouTube channel, learn how to monetize your YouTube channel, deep breath, Dusty, slow down. If that sounds like you, if you're interested in any of that, this is the show for you. We are just getting started. Next week will be episode 60, and I've got 40 more episodes already in mind for you guys, so all the way to episode 100 and beyond. Sound like Buzz Lightyear to infinity Anyways, guys, without any more rambling on from me this week, we're going to jump into this week's conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. Tons of value. And I will see you guys next week. Hello, guys, and welcome back to this week's conversation. I am excited today to be joined by Chris Moss. Online, he's better known as Dutch Mash. He is a League of Legends YouTuber with over 170,000 subscribers and, get this, over 70 million video views. His focus is on making montages about the professional League of Legends scene within esports, uh, and it's given him a ton of great and fun opportunities that he'll discuss here on the show as well as his journey on YouTube. Chris, 
How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. I love it. When Chris and I were about to go live, I said, are you ready? He said, I was born ready. So I'm expecting some absolute value bombs here on this week's episode. So Chris, before we even dive into your YouTube channel, let's go ahead and uh, if you would, tell our audience a little more about yourself and how you got started on YouTube. Uh, so I think I started like two or three years ago with the, the channel I have right now, but since ever since I was like eight or ten years old, I always used my mom and dad's camera to make videos and edit them in like movie maker and then I just always wanted to make videos and YouTube was the platform for me that actually like people started to, to like my videos and so I kept doing it and eventually I started to play League of Legends and I had this idea to make videos about the game and about the professional scene rather because there are like uh, esports professionals that are like football players and they get paid to play the game in like a 5v5 uh, context. So yeah, and like I make the highlights and montages of those players and people started to like them very much and I kept doing it ever since. I love it. So you've amassed over 170,000 subscribers, 70 million video views, so you're doing something right. Now, talk about the birth of the Dutch Mash YouTube channel. So uh, give us a little history behind that. Like, how did you come up with that name? I know you told me pre-show is kind of a a combination of your name. It makes it easier for English-speaking people like myself to say it. Uh, But what was the history behind that, and why did you choose that name for your YouTube channel? Uh, Well, so ever since I started playing League of Legends, like uh, four years ago, I guess, uh, I needed the username and like all my friends had this tag in front of the name uh, like Dutch so because that's for we're from the Netherlands so I decided to go with that as well but then I needed like a lost part of the name and I couldn't really think of anything and I just wanted something that was derived from my name or my last name so my full name is Chris Maas but for English people that's quite difficult to pronounce so I just mashed up some letters and made it sound a little bit more English-like, so my last name, Maas, changed in Mesh, and that's where my name, Dutch Mesh, comes from. That's awesome. I appreciate it, if someone who's interviewing you, that you're making it much easier for me so I don't have to stumble over all the, the words that I know I could not say. So uh, duly noted there. I really appreciate that. So uh, as mentioned, uh, you have the Dutch Mash YouTube channel, uh, and it's rather large. Now, Now, how long have you been playing League of Legends, and then how long after you started playing League of Legends did you start actually creating the content for the game? Uh, so I guess it's like... Three and a half years since I started playing, or four years since I started playing League of Legends. Um, like, and then almost like three years ago, or two and a half years ago, like in the summer, uh, I just got bored. And, you know, I, as I said, I always love making videos. And then I just started like recording something for my own game and just like tried to try some editing, tried to see if people would like it or not. And like at the beginning, like it was going not that well. I mean, the editing was good, but myself, I'm not, I'm not that good in the game, you know? I'm, like, decent, but if you want to succeed on YouTube, you have to come with something that's, like, extraordinary, something that people haven't seen before, like, something that people can learn from, something that, like, entertains people. But myself, I was, like, I was quite reasonable, but, like, not good enough. But the editing made it so that people actually watch it. And then, like, after half a year, I decided to go... Uh, with the esports scene because like a professional player player was retiring 
and I decided to dedicate uh, like a montage to him and it got on Reddit front page and like uh, League of Legends red subreddit is like a very very big subreddit and like in one day uh, like views hit over like 100k and you know I was refreshing everything all the time and Twitter was ex everything was exploding and ever since that moment I just kept on doing like montages for those pro players yeah, and for those people out there listening who don't know, the, the League of Legends scene, if you're not a gamer, is a, a very large scene, obviously, and the esports side of things, it's kind of like you would think professional uh, sports such as basketball, traditional sports, I'm sorry, like basketball or baseball, but it's the same thing with, with like video games that are as large as uh, League of Legends, which is developed by Riot Games, and basically what you do, uh, Chris, is that you do montages or you, you piece together video clips of pro players and highlights from different matches and games and whatnot, and uh, it's really interesting to see how you've branded your channel. So I think now we're going to transition into more of the strategy and kind of how you, and I think you mentioned it there a little bit, of utilizing Reddit and, and the large subreddit that League of Legends has. So let's talk about your channel and the strategy behind your channel. So you went from doing gameplay uh, to uh, you know focusing more on the esports side of things. So if there's someone out there right now, Chris, who's thinking about starting a gaming YouTube channel or a YouTube channel in general, uh, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Well, like the most important thing is like you need to have your concept okay. Like if like you can like okay nowadays it's a little bit debatable because of the new algorithm and stuff. But like back in the day I, you need to have a good concept. And I think I still believe that works. And uh, like my concept was like making like good montages not just like stacking clips after each other but actually making montages, syncing with music, like making one piece that you can watch like 100 times and you still like it. And like, that's that's the main thing. And then when you have like this, this piece of content that you're really proud of, uh, you can just like share it. And the thing is, you can't overdo it. Like use Reddit, use Facebook, use Twitter, like everything you can find, but like just post it once at a good time, for example, for my audience, uh, I figured out that like maybe 5 p.m. my time in Europe works best because then people like get back from work and in NA, uh, people do like was for like 1, 1 p.m. then and like that worked best for me. So find a time that like think suits for your target audience and then just release it on everything, like everything you can and then just hope and I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's like a unique piece of content with a new concept that like it will go big on Reddit or, and then just once you find like the, the perfect the concept and you find that one video works, start a series and make a ton of more of those videos. And that's like when you really start to grow. So let me ask you this, Chris. You mentioned that find a time that's the best to release for your type of content, for your audience, for your community. How are you doing this research? How are you, are you digging into the YouTube analytics? How are you discovering this information to, to figure out what's the best time for you to... I know I use TubeBuddy, which obviously they're a sponsor of this show, but how are you uh, finding out this data for yourself and your channel? Uh, well, obviously I knew uh, that... Um... Well, my target audience is like gamers and esports people. So as a gamer myself, like we don't get out of that early. We stay up late. So, uh, and like a big part of my audience or like the pro players are located in NA and EU. So I needed to find like a suitable time that like would fit both regions, you know? 
So I just figured out that like 5 p.m. would work best or around 5 p.m. So the first video, uh, like I raised at 5 p.m. And of course you can also look like at like other, other content creators to see when do they publish their videos, et cetera, et cetera. And like around 5 p.m. or like let's say uh, around 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. like that works best for my channel. And you can obviously also see that in like if you read like two similar videos, uh, it should do like the same one at this time and one at that time and see when when you get the most response. And you can also see like in your real time analytics, you can just see like by minute how many people are watching it. So like in one video in the first hour, maybe like 20k people will watch it. And another video in the first hour, only 10k people will watch it. And then you like this difference, you, you can just drive where does it come from? And, you know, you can just relate that to the time you upload. It really is just trial and error, you know, just just testing it out and, and releasing yeah, a video exactly. at one time and trying it there and just kind of see what works best for you. Now, seeing that you are a gaming-specific channel, a lot of gaming creators uh, email in all the time to the show and they ask me, they say, Dusty, well, how do I create content for a game if, you know, I'm going to get copyright flagged and, and whatnot? So maybe could you speak briefly on how you uh, dance around the copyright issues when it comes to uploading content? And it's not just specifically for gaming, but any type of content like what you you do, you're uploading a lot of content that is owned by Riot Games or League of Legends, uh, whatever it may be. How are you able to monetize this content? Well, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge here in a second, but let's focus on the copyright. How are you able to not get copyright strikes on your videos? And what are some strategies that you've used to make sure that doesn't happen to your content and your channel? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I just like email Riot and like there's like this whole page of legal jibber jabber, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing, like, you can use every content they make in your own videos. Uh, well, they have still, like, they have some small rules, but they're, like, super simple. And then, like, uh, like all the, the esports, all the matches, I can just use. And then, like, I also use, like, interviews and, like, all the behind the scenes from, like, teams and players, etc. And in the beginning, I didn't have any, like, I didn't have the rights to it. Like, I didn't ask, can I use this? I did not do that. Uh, same goes for music, like I was dumb in the beginning, uh, I just used whatever I felt like using. And maybe that's why it worked as well, because like I had this like unique concept and I just used whatever I felt like using. Like, and that's what not a lot of people did. So uh, I was lucky to like, I don't have any copyright strikes whatsoever, uh, but I do get like a few claims here and there that like, like, like mostly when you use a song that you don't have the rights to, or it's not under the Creative Commons license. Um, yeah, you could just get like the video gets claimed and they get like the monetization. But for me, like I do this because I really love making videos. And if I have to choose a song that won't get me any money, I nine out of 10 times I still use it because that's what makes my montage better. It also helps to get like an MCN or network because I'm partnering with Omnia right now and they have like this extra layer of protection and obviously music databases and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm a little bit more free in what I can use before it like automatically getting claimed. So being part of a, an MCM, that helps you because they can actually handle a lot of the back-end stuff for you. So if you're part of a multi-channel network, they, they are able to actually handle a lot of the copyright claims and strikes. Is that correct? Yes, but you do have to be very careful like what network you're doing because there are some scams out there and one network helps you more than the other. And you really have to do your research before joining one. 
like the most important thing I can tell you right now to everyone, do not get a locking contract. Make sure you can leave your network anytime you want. Yes, I've heard horror stories about people getting locked into multi-year yeah, contracts and you know they, they didn't read the fine print. And uh, Really, I am very fearful of MCNs, and I think that in certain situations like yours, uh, Chris, and other people's, maybe ga- gaming channels or whatever, it may work out better, but I'm just so nervous about signing on that dotted line. And that's what I tell my audience when they, when they write in or email in about, it. Should, should I join an MCN? Or I had someone approach me on Twitter a couple of weeks back and said, uh, you know, Dusty, what do I do? I'm locked into a three-year contract and I didn't understand and the, the split for my rev- ad mm. revenue now is completely different than what it was. And, you know, there's really nothing you can do. I mean, maybe you can take legal action, but uh, again, you are signing a contract. So again, like Chris said, be extremely careful and very hesitant before you sign on the dotted line because make sure you know the fine print. Maybe even get some one of your friends or parents who uh, possibly have had, you know, some, some experience with law and let them read over the contract and, and, and maybe they can help you better understand yes. what you're getting into if you're if you're thinking about uh, if you don't know a multi-channel network that's what we're referring to as the MCN so uh, you know and let's go ahead and transition from this and let's talk about monetization uh, obviously now you've mentioned in your bio that this has opened up a lot of really cool um, opportunities for you so so we'll talk about that as well but how are you monetizing your content Chris and with you, monetizing the content is this now a full-time job for you or are you just making some extra change through this um so as i said i like my mcn like has a department uh that sell advertisements so they have like reserved advertisement that uh like increase my revenue or my cpm not sure if you like uh, explain what cpm is to your audience already or should i do again Again? Yeah, you can go ahead and elaborate on that. Okay, so CPM like is cost per meal. Uh, you can forget what it what it says, or uh, but it's like what the advertiser pays per a thousand advertisements or impressions, rather. So if you get like maybe like three thousand views, you might have like one thousand ad impressions, and you get like five dollars. Like it really depends on a lot of things, but that's what the advertisement advertiser pays, and an MCN can up this number because they have like a department that sell like reserved and like better advertisements for your channel. Absolutely. And the, the CPM really is all about, let's say you get a thousand views. So let's just simplify it to the fact of if you get a thousand views, um, how much are you getting paid per thousand views? So uh, normally it averages anywhere. And again, it's going to vary vastly depending on your split and whatever it yes. may be. But it could be anywhere from, say, a dollar fifty to five or six dollars, depending on how big of a YouTuber you are and if you're part of the YouTube premium program. So it is very important that you understand what CPM means uh, and that your content is ad friendly if you are wanting to monetize your content. So, so let's go ahead and go back to the question, Chris. Are you monetizing your content? And if so, is this more of a full-time job for you now? Uh, yes, of course. I'm monetizing all my videos. Um, like I also do like sponsorships, uh, etc. Just like, but it's not. It's not like a full-time job. Like maybe it could be, but I'm also like studying economics, so I just want to focus on that. But it's more like a like it's for me. It's like a hobby that turned into something I also make money from. So as far as what you're doing with your content. You're wanting to possibly in the future, you're obviously studying in school now. So this is kind of a a side thing for you. I mean, obviously it takes a lot of your time, but let's talk about the video creation process of doing these montages. What are you, did you have any experience in video editing before this, or is this something that you kind of dove into really not knowing what to expect? 
Uh, no, I just like, uh, as I said, like when I was eight years old, I was like making videos with my dad's camera and I just edited them. And like over the years, I got better and better. And I watched tutorials, uh, like a lot of tutorials. And then I like, when I started, I like like this quite shitty computer for my parents. Like I was like 10 years old or whatever. Like technology wasn't as advanced as it is now, but I had this PC and I couldn't even install like the, the, the software, but I was watching tutorials about this new software that I couldn't even install. So once I finally got it like a year later, I already knew how to do stuff and I didn't even have the program because like, I couldn't run it. Just, just like, if you want something, just go for it. And yeah, once I got the program, I started just to, to use it every day, watch tutorials, try stuff. And like before I started YouTube, I actually was quite good in it already. Yeah, the opportunities to actually grow your channel and learn how to become a great video editor, whether it be learning lighting or how to use a specific piece of software, you know, that's a lot of what my YouTube channel is focused around is doing these tutorials for people to learn and, and to, to hopefully become better YouTubers and be able to use the software at, at a higher skill level. And with that being said, it's just the the barrier to entry is so much cheaper than what it used to be. And being able to go on YouTube and yes, research yeah. how to use a piece of software or how to make better YouTube videos, you know, it's out there for people. And, and it really is all about how much you're willing to commit. If you're really actually willing to put in the work and put in the time, uh, you can become a, a really talented video editor without going and getting any, you know, further education as far as, you know, becoming a filmmaker. Now, are there any tools that you use, Chris, on a weekly or daily basis within your YouTube channel that you just could not live without, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource, or whatnot? Uh, well, I think, uh, like, generally speaking, if you want to do YouTube, like, gear almost doesn't matter. Like, everyone has this, like, it's really the concept. Like, everyone has a cell phone, uh, like, a basic editing program. But, like, like, what I do, I make montages, so I kind of need to, like, have the best of the best, you know? I... Like the, the concept, like the thing why my videos do so good is like the editing. Like for some people, like they don't even need editing, uh, like vlogging or whatever. But for me, editing is the thing. And I just use the Adobe Creator Suite. And yeah, I just use After Effects and Premiere mostly. And obviously my beloved Google Chrome and my internet download speed because I have to download all the matches, you know. And yeah, besides that, I have two monitors, which is very, very easy for editing. I really need two monitors. I decided that maybe I want a third one, but I'm going to wait for that for a bit. But it's just like two monitors is like minimum. I need two monitors. It's one of those things to where I tell people if you ever, I had a friend over, we did some, uh, not really a friend, it was a friend, but a client as well to the to the office here at my house, my home office, and we were working on some things and he was like, man, you, you've got a lot of monitors. I've got two for my Mac and I've got two for my gaming PC as well. And I, I began to tell him, I was like, man, I was like, once you go two monitors, I promise you, you will never go back because the amount of real no, estate, I, no, no, especially no. <laughs> if you're doing video or audio editing, which obviously as a YouTuber, you will do. Uh, and, and so what I have done at, at my home, you know, office or studio, whatever you want to call it now, is I have a 32-inch widescreen um, LG 4K monitor for my timeline whenever I'm editing, and then I have a smaller Acer uh, over to the right, and it really makes doing podcasting and doing video editing so much easier to to drag certain things on one monitor and being able to look at email or whatnot on the other monitor. So people say, oh, that's overkill. Well, maybe it is. You know, for you and your situation, it, it may not be something that, that you want, but definitely for me, once I went to two monitors, I definitely cannot 
not go back. Well, Chris, I am extremely impressed with what you're doing with the the, the montages for for League of Legends, and uh, I, I dabble uh, in League of Legends myself. I haven't played in a long while uh, since my daughter was born, uh, and I'm absolutely terrible at the game. So I, I do enjoy watching the esports side of things and and following that very very not closely, but enough to where I know what's going on with uh, the, uh, the the NA scene as well as the EU scene. So with all of that being said, and I think League of Legends doesn't have any type of, of sign of slowing down in the future, so what do you see for the future of your YouTube channel? Like, where are you wanting to take this? Uh, well, it's a bit unlucky because, uh, like, the algorithm changed and it's like, it's more of like uh, retention now, audience retention. And my videos used to be like three minutes and I, I'm going to like, I'm slowly upping it towards like the, the seven, eight minutes mark so that I get more audience retention and my videos do better in the SEO right now because that's, that's the thing they changed and you know, you need to adapt to the rules of YouTube. And if you do that and League of Legends stays big, as big as it is at least, or like around the same like uh, audience, then I'm sure I can do this for, I don't know, another three, four years or maybe more. It depends on, yeah, it depends on a lot of things. If like people keep being interested, keep watching my videos. And for now it seems that people are still interested and I'm still interested. So hopefully I can do this for as long as I want to. And a follow-up question would be, do you ever worry about being focused on say one game such as League of Legends where you've built your community have you ever thought of possibly branching out to other games or other types of content and, and worried, you know, being, I guess you would say, the fear of actually when something, you know, in, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but years down the road, if League of Legends does begin to decline, w- what are your plans when that happens? Yeah, well, I thought about this, and uh, the thing is, um, maybe it's a good idea to, like, start now already, because then you build an audience for another game as well. But right now I have like 170k people are just like dedicated to League of Legends. And I just noticed from like other YouTubers like that are also or were focused on League of Legends. If they start doing other stuff, like they're generally drastically like falls down. So I'm kind of scared of that. But on the other hand, like if some or like maybe Overwatch gets big in the future, who knows? But like I have to to see some proof first and then I can just start like adapting my channel into it. It really is the risk you take though, right? I mean, it's 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 the risk you take and it's worth taking because you love the content and you're passionate about League of Legends and, and that esports scene. So it's definitely a risk worth taking. And people ask me, the reason why I ask that question is because I, I get that question a lot of, should I focus on, on one thing or, or branch out? What if something happens to that one thing? Well, it really is about your passion and if that's what you care about and passionate about, you know, go full force into that. And then when that time does come, you can pivot and, and move and rotate and try to change your channel when that time does come. So, uh, Chris, wow, what a conversation and what a great, um, I guess, just channel that you have going right now. And I'm just so excited to see where you go, the future of your channel. And can you let our audience know where they can find you on the internet? Uh, yes, uh, you can use, like search for my name, DutchMash, or just go to youtube.com slash DutchMash. You can also follow me on Twitter or Facebook. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. Uh, I think you're going to put a link below. So if you have any questions for me or just just ask them, I, I would try to respond to everyone and help you guys as best as I can because I know like when I was like at 1K subs, I also would like to ask like bigger people some questions that I had about YouTube or basically anything. So I'm trying to be there for the new creators that are 
like new and have this new concept and I'm just trying to help everyone. So if you have a question, be sure to reach out to me. Absolutely. And I will have all the links like uh, Chris mentioned in the description to go and get in touch with him. And his channel again is Dutch Mash, D-U-T-C-H-M-A-S-H. So if you are in any way interested in the League of Legends esports scene or just League of Legends in general, definitely go give him uh, his channel a, a check out and see what you think about it. Let him know. Uh, Chris, again, thank you so much for joining me today and we will talk to you later. You're welcome, man. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.